0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelsner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Amanda Bond, and we'll explore why and how to retarget people who watch your Facebook videos and your Facebook Live, how to retarget them with Facebook ads. Yes, we're going to talk about some really cool ninja stuff. You're definitely going to want to pay attention to today's podcast. By the way, you want to reach me? Email me, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery.
1: Helping you stay alive in a social jungle. Here's this week's survival tip.
0: This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric?
1: I found a really cool mobile app that helps you do cool panoramic stuff for Instagram.
0: Ooh, wow, tell me more.
1: Yeah, so everybody knows that recently, Instagram came out with this new capability to post multiple images in an Instagram post. Now they, at Swipeable, which is the name of the app, have come up with a cool idea. They've said, hey, what if you took a panoramic photo the really wide ones where, or even a 360 photo where you go all the way around yourself, 360 degrees. What if you could upload those as a swipeable? get it? That's their name. Uh, carousel type post on Instagram. And that's exactly what this app does. It lets you, uh, upload a panorama image that you've already taken and it splits it out into square images and then, exports it over to Instagram for you.
0: Interesting. So obviously the max I think is 10, right? So yes. So it'll just pick, do you get to pick the section that you want to slice up?
1: What it does, it'll t- it'll literally take the whole photo. So, I mean, if you want to crop out anything ahead of time, that's probably wise to do prior to opening the panoramic image in the Swipeable app.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So it'll start on the left and start moving its way to the right and yes. slice it up into squares until it finishes it?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Oh, very interesting. So what's the name of this app? Swipeable? It's
1: called It's called Swipeable. It is currently only for iOS. However, they've already stated they are working on the Android version very soon. It'll be done.
0: What's the cost? It's free. Awesome. Where do we find it? The best
1: place to go get it is... Instagram.com slash Swipeable Carousel. And by going to that Instagram account, it gives you the link to the app in the app store. It also shows you how cool this looks on your timeline when you go visit their examples on their Instagram account.
0: Awesome, Eric. Thanks so much for bringing us a brand new find. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for this week's interview with Amanda Bond.
1: To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest.
0: This week, I'm excited to be joined by Amanda Bond. She's known as the ad strategist, and she specializes in Facebook ads. She advises many top social pros, and she taught the course Addicted, Facebook ads course online. She's simply known as Bond. Amanda, Bond, welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm jamming over here with that intro music.
0: Awesome. Well, today, Amanda and I are going to explore Facebook video ads and retargeting and everything you need to know about it. But before we do, Amanda, let's roll the clock back a little bit. What is your story? How did you get here to this moment?
2: I was always in the sales and marketing world. So my background experience comes in big brands like Pepsi and LeBats. I was actually going store to store and competing head to head with Coke for that glorious shelf space. It came a certain point in my corporate world that I just wasn't feeling aligned with what I was doing anymore. And at a point when I was working at Pepsi, there was a large sale at one of the grocery stores that I was that was one of my customers and I ended up sending in two entire skids sorry two entire truckloads of Pepsi for this sale and Coke ended up sending in three so what that looks like is a hundred and ten pallets of pop in the back of a grocery store. So the reason I tell you this is because I remember climbing up on top of one of the pallets and just looking out over the, the entire stack of pop. I think sometimes you guys call it soda, (laughs) but looking out over that stack and just realizing that the impact that I was leaving in that sales role wasn't really aligned with where I wanted to show up in the world. And so for me, I just had this longing to do something more, find something else. And that led me to giving back to my local service club, which is the Rotary Club. And in my Rotary Club, if you know anything about Rotary, I was vastly the youngest person in my club, which came as an incredible opportunity to me because my club just said, hey, you're young, you might understand social media better than any of us. And actually, at that time, I was reading a lot of social media examiner articles because social felt like magic back then. I didn't understand how you just talk to people on the Internet and then you created relationships almost seemingly out of thin air. So with the resources I had back then, I... What, what year well, are
0: we talking about, just to give people perspective? Yeah,
2: this was uh, 2003. Thirteen, that I was my club's social media um, manager, I guess. So we actually had a big live local event, and the way that we promoted it was traditional marketing, which was like ads in the paper, and I was responsible for all of the social media. And what ended up happening is, we expected 4,000 people to show up over the course of this weekend. But by implementing everything that I was learning, get this, we had 23,000 people walk through the door that weekend, Wow! largely responsible to the social media of that event. So that was just my, my kick in the butt to get out there and to continue to use these skill sets that I was learning. And so I started off becoming a social media manager and the referrals just kept coming in from there. And slowly, I started to get more versed in Facebook ads. And then being a data and math nerd that I am, I really dove in deep and found my niche within the ad strategist brand.
0: And you um, have been helping a lot of other people really kind of as a behind the scenes ninja and only recently, really have you shifted into teaching the world what you know. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. I love doing the deep dives into the data. So a lot of uh, big, big people in this internet marketing industry come to me because that is such a skill set of mine. And I help them see the story that the numbers are telling them.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that story. I think that's a good setup for what we're about to talk about today. So let's shift over to um, Facebook video ad uh, retargeting. And um, Let's talk about, first of all, what does that mean when when, when we're talking about Facebook video ads and we're talking about retargeting, kind of unravel that a little bit for those of our viewers that may not even understand what that means.
2: Sure. Well, some people are familiar with retargeting, or we had this conversation before, retargeting or remarketing, both words can be used interchangeably there but most people are familiar with it through the Facebook pixel. So if you're not familiar with that pixel, it's that tiny piece of HTML code that you're gonna go put on your website and it's gonna send messages back to Facebook saying, hey, important stuff is happening over here, take note of it. So traditionally, remarketing is done when people hit a certain page of your website and the message gets sent back to Facebook. But Facebook has opened up new ways to retarget or remarket people. And that includes what we're going to dive into today, which is video retargeting. And I'm super excited about this because of all of the opportunities popping up with Facebook live streaming and their preference for video in the feed. really getting that algorithm going because of all the engagement opportunities. But with retargeting, Anytime somebody sees a video, now this is pre-recorded content or a live video, anytime they're scrolling through their news feed and they see at least three seconds of the video, Facebook's going to take note of who the heck they were and put them into a retargeting audience that you're going to be able to get back in front of if you'd like to remarket to them.
0: Okay, so this is important for people to understand. So what we're talking about here is not simply showing a video ad to people that have visited your website. We're talking about people that have watched a video. And we don't really know. Facebook doesn't tell us exactly who watched a video. But they will give us an audience is what I hear you saying. And you can retarget that audience. I mean, am I getting that right?
2: You're nailing it. So we no longer have to send people off of Facebook to put them in that audience. We can keep that entire interaction on the platform that they're already hanging out on. And then we can get in front of them again and again, because Facebook's going to allow us to group them into a custom audience that then we can retarget or send another ad to and another one and another one if we so choose.
0: Okay. A couple of quick questions. Um, Why... Let's address the why. Why would anybody want to retarget someone who watched a video on Facebook? Let's start there.
2: Yeah, great question. So as we know, the more people know, like, and trust your brand, the easier it is to start those nurturing and engaging conversations that end up leading to a sales transaction. At The Ad Strategist, we actually have a framework, and we call it connect, convert, close. So in that connection phase, you're talking to an audience that might be cold. And so if you're not familiar with cold, it's just people that might not know you, they haven't heard of you. And so to get them to a point where in the future they may have a sales transaction with your brand, we gotta warm them up. So instead of going straight in for the kill and saying, hey, buy this, or hey, head over to my website, we can keep that entire interaction on Facebook In a medium that is easily consumable because how many of the people listening are just scrolling their timeline and seeing and interacting with so many videos. So we can keep that entire interaction on Facebook as we nurture that relationship and warm them up to what your brand is all about.
0: Awesome. So let's dig in a little bit. So presumably I've put a video up on Facebook, either uploaded it or I went live Um, what are the options that I have for retargeting these people? Um, talk to me a little bit about it.
2: Okay. Well, the best part first off is that you don't actually have to do anything to start to have your videos create those audiences. So it's not a setting that you're like, Oh shoot, I don't have that set up. Facebook's automatically doing this for you. So you can just rest assured. But once you go to set up the audience, You have the ability to actually segment or choose a different amount of time that somebody spent viewing your video. And then there's options that you can do based on how ninja you want to get with that retargeting. But before I go down there, let's just kind of explain what those retargeting options are. So you can select to create an audience of anyone who watches at least three seconds of your video. So that will include... By the way, is this
0: any video or a specific video?
2: No, this is any video and great clarifying uh, question because any video on your Facebook business page. So, if you have a Facebook group that you get in touch with your audience, it doesn't include aud- or it doesn't include videos to the Facebook group and it definitely doesn't include your Facebook personal page. So you do want to make sure that you're going live from your business page. Great okay. question.
0: Just just clarifying question here. So can we, and whether we're going live or uploading a video, can I just target one specific video or, or does it target all videos that were watched over this period of time? Do you understand what I'm asking?
2: I absolutely do. And the answer is both. You can choose down to the individual video that you put up. Or you can create an aggregate of all of the videos that you have and put all of those viewers together. And so if you're going to launch something and you're looking for a larger audience, you might group them all together. Or if you're looking to create a very specific follow-up sequence, you might just select one video at a time.
0: Okay. And uh, further clarification, uh, generally with my understanding with Facebook, and you can correct me if I'm wrong... Um, you generally need to set the audiences up before you can target them, but that's not the case here, is that correct? These audiences exist the moment the video either goes live or is uploaded, is that correct?
2: Exactly, as long as you're broadcasting from that Facebook business page, all you need to go in is into your audience dashboard, which is inside of Ads Manager, and everyone who has a Facebook business page will have an Ads Manager as well, it's a free account. And any one of your videos that you're putting up there will automatically go into the pool of videos that you're able to select from. So let's say you do choose to go live and you spend 15 minutes broadcasting that live video. Afterwards, you can go into your audience dashboard without having to do anything else in between and click to create that custom video audience. And so, once you click to create that custom audience, this is where it's going to give you different choices in terms of how long the person had to watch to go into that audience. Mm. So it it starts at three seconds, it goes to 10 and then it goes 25, 50, 75 and 95% of the video viewed. So once you select how long they watched the video for, the next thing on the screen is just to select that video. And like I said, after you go live, there's nothing that you have to do other than just going to select which video it was.
0: Okay, so uh, let's walk through some possible applications here on these varying durations, right? Because someone who watched, I don't know what you said, 10 or 25 seconds is different than someone who watched 90 seconds, right? So what could we do potentially with these different, like let's say we had a video and we had, potentially more than one audience based on the activity they did on that video, what could we do with an ad and that video? Kind of let's get creative here.
2: Sure. So let's let's compare complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Let's do a three-second viewer and a 95% of the video viewer. So the 95% of the video, let's say you delivered some rockin' actionable content in it and it's leading to a lead magnet or uh, a sales page that's highly relevant to the topic that you are chatting about in the video. Well, if they consumed 90% of a a 15 minute video, let's say, they're telling you that they're highly engaged with what you're talking about. So it's a no brainer to then ask them to take the next step in your relationship by either sending them to a lead magnet or retargeting them with that sales page that talks about the opportunity that you may have covered in that video. Hmm. So you can take it a little bit quicker, a little bit faster if they watch a longer duration of the video. Yeah, If 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 you know they
0: saw the offer, uh, like if you put the offer after a certain point, you know, they saw the offer, then you could go ahead and remind them of the sale ending or whatever in an ad. Is that what I hear you saying?
2: Exactly. So you can get really specific with those people that are giving you cues that they are engaged and that they like what you're throwing down and they want to listen to you more. Very cool. So on the flip side, if people are just scrolling by, you're probably thinking like, Hey bond three seconds really isn't that long of a time, which in the grand scheme of things, you're right. Now we still run retargeting ads to those three second viewers, because now they have a branding impression of you, right? They're, they're scrolling through their timeline and they see your brand and there's a quick video. Even if they didn't stop, that's registering in their brain. So we want to see if, hey, it was just a one-time thing and they might not be interested. They could be busy at school drop-off, something along those lines. So instead of asking them to go exchange their email when they don't even know who the heck you are, or sending them to a sales page where you're immediately asking for the sale. We want to encourage you to really start to nurture that relationship. And how would you do that? Well, one way to do it is just give them another piece of relevant video content. So you can actually retarget a three-second video viewer with another video that adds more value to whatever your brand is offering. What
0: about, what about, What about something along the lines of, hey, did you mean to finish this video? Click play to watch it.
2: I love that. Uh, Here's another option is you can actually set it up as a game, which can get, it's not that technical, but you can say, hey, if you watch 10 seconds of this video, or if let's say the video is two minutes long and you want to choose people that watch 25% of that video, Hey, if you watch to the 35 second mark in this video, you're going to see another piece of content that follows up with the next step in the sequence. Hmm. So you can actually use it sequentially to teach something, to add value without taking people off of Facebook right away and asking for that elusive email. So you can use it as a way to build a relationship and to build that trust upfront, but segment them based on the actions that they do or don't take.
0: Earlier, you were talking about how you could go back and create a custom audience from a video based on the number of seconds, but then later you you mentioned percentages. Do you have either option?
2: So Facebook switches it at 10 seconds. They go three seconds, 10 seconds, and then they go a completely another measurement 25%, 50%, 75% and 95%. So those Uh, are just the six predetermined uh, ways that you can retarget with Facebook.
0: Got it. Very interesting. Now, um, what about when it comes to live viewers versus those that are not live? Is there any kind of do they give you a distinction? Like do they say retarget those who watched live versus those who watched playback thoughts on that?
2: Well, Facebook right now is pushing the live video so much just because of the natural engagement that happens. You have the ability in real time to have them tapping reactions as you're saying things. And you can have a conversation with your audience. You can even ask them to share in real time. And people are more likely to do that because you're live. And because Facebook loves that so much, it's a great way to... Reach a larger audience. But when it comes to retargeting, it doesn't really matter if it's pre recorded or if you take advantage of that live. So they're if not going to
0: tell you which audience is live and which one watched the playback. They just kind of group it all together. Is that what I hear you saying?
2: They do group it all together in the way that they uh, record those metrics. So as you, like, let's say you go live, you're live for 15 minutes and you get 1,000 views during that 50, 15 minutes. Let's say then in the news feed, it's continuing to serve up to people who like your page and it's serving up to the friends of people who have engaged with that post because they're seeing their friend is engaging with something. So you get an extra 500 views in the next 24 hours. And we're talking three second views of the 1,500. Those 1,500 people will all go in that retargeting audience as well.
0: Got it. Um, can you get creative here? I'm just thinking a little out of the box, and I'm not asking you to get creative. I'm just thinking, can we get creative here by combining, for example, let's say I had three videos and I want to create a custom audience with those who uh, went ninety five percent of the way on video one and only went three seconds on video two and show them something collaboratively in combination. Is that possible?
2: It absolutely is. So when you're creating your Facebook ad campaigns, you're going to go to the audience dashboard and create these audiences per video. So in your example, the first video, you're going to set up an audience that says, these people watched 95% of this video. And then you're going to set up a second audience that said, people watched 3% of this video, but not 10% seconds sorry not three percent yeah three uh, seconds three seconds thanks for, cl- or thanks for clarifying that there and you're going to set up a second audience that says 10 seconds so the reason that you want to do that is we're going to exclude anyone who watched more than three seconds by just saying exclude anyone who watched that 10 second period oh so
0: this is an important little rabbit trail we need to go down here so three seconds is. means three seconds or more right
2: or more. Exactly. So your, your three second audience could be 10,000 people. It could be a hundred thousand people, but the number of people that have got to 95% could be 20 in the first case, or maybe, uh, 2000 or 3000 in the hundred thousand case, a lot less people are going to stay till the end, especially if you create longer content, but that's okay. Because We want to identify those people that are sticking around longer, that are consuming the content because they are hyper engaged. And that's a sign that they're ready to potentially take that relationship further or look at one of your sales offers that you have.
0: So in the case of the example I threw out there, we would have an audience for those that hit 95% on video number one, an audience for those that were more than three seconds on video number two, and an audience for those that were more than 10 seconds on video two. And we would say uh, first, second, not third. And that would be some new audience. Is that what I hear you saying?
2: Exactly. So that first video, we are going to let people watch it. And then anyone who who hits that 95% mark we'll start seeing video number two. And if they don't make it to 10 seconds, then we can get really creative with our third video and say, you know, you can, you can get cheeky in the timeline and be like, hey, we started something here, but you left. Exactly. <laughs> so you, can, you can have a, a different dynamic of conversation customized to the actions that people are taking on Facebook.
0: Now, is the only thing that we can target with videos the time watched? Or can we also target the reactions that people have on the post itself and combine that with videos? Do you know?
2: I do know. And it's actually, so there is a distinction and the answer is yes, we can do both. The video views audience is only people that watch the video. That's the only metric that it is including. But in the audience dashboard, the exact same place that we create this custom video audience there's another option for Facebook page engagement. So that includes anyone that gives a reaction, likes, or comments, or even clicks on your ad and comes to your page. So you can choose to retarget anyone that interacts with your page overall.
0: What about the, what about the post level?
2: That I believe that is at the post level. So anyone oh, so, so who's coming the, so, to so, a page and then interacting with your post, it's clicks on that post, it's reactions on that post, comments and shares.
0: Got it. And I think I, I think I heard somewhere that there's some sort of reaction level targeting either coming or already here, like those who loved it and stuff like that. I'm not sure. Had you heard anything about that yet or no?
2: I haven't heard anything about that yet, but that would be so rad to see that. And I am actually waiting on confirmation that, when people share the any post from your Facebook page, does the page engagement audience also include those likes, comments, and shares? So I'm actually waiting for my Facebook rep to get back to me on that because I want to get clear on how deep does that engagement go? Is it only on your page or does it go where the shares are being shared onto other people's timeline?
0: So um, I'd like to spend just a minute... Um, digging in on some possible actual case examples that you or your clients or your students have done either in real life or, you know, if you want to be anonymous, you can say hypothetically, because I just want people, we've kind of been getting a little nerdy and granular, but I want people to think about some of the possible applications of how this could be used. Um, So where would you want to start with some creative applications?
2: Perfect. Well, I'll give you an example uh, from one of my clients, Nikki Elledge Brown. She is a communication stylist and her program is about copywriting. So what we do is serve up a video ad that teaches something fun. It's short and actionable. And what she teaches is the huh effect. So as you're communicating, if you stop and think, would people at the end of my sentence go, huh? Would they understand what I'm saying? If the answer is no, you're not communicating clearly enough. So we use that video to connect with a larger number of people. And anyone who watches that video, and we use a 25% um, retargeting audience, we would then send them a registration to jump on the Write Your Site webinar. So, okay, okay, interacted. wait, hold on.
0: Let me pause you for a second. So first right. of all, this is an ad that's a video that's being targeted to people that do not necessarily know who she is. Is that correct? Exactly. and you're you're further retargeting those who hit the twenty five percent mark. Just wanted to clarify that, right?
2: Exactly. okay, yes. keep going. And, and so anyone who does watch that twenty five percent, we serve them up that webinar ad. And what we're finding is because they had that initial interaction, because it was short and actionable video, it taught them something, it built trust, people are more likely to opt in to the webinar. And because they're more likely to opt in, that improves our relevancy score. So Facebook wants to serve it to more people for less cost because it's showing relevant and Facebook wants stuff that's relevant. And so we're finding that the cost to get somebody to register for a webinar drops when we have that first touch point with the videos.
0: How long do we wait from when they saw the video to when they see the 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 remarket, the retargeting ad?
2: The beauty is that you can you can set it to go immediately or you can put a delay there. So my answer to that is always test it to see what works best with your business. We tested just going straight to the webinar registration, and it worked wonderfully. But if it didn't, we'd go back to the drawing board and say, hey, do we need to have another video in between? Do we need to have a day or two wait? The beauty of all these custom audiences is that you can create a sequence that fits the results that you're getting.
0: What about when they, I don't know, and you can tell me whether this is even an option. Do we know whether they watch the video on a mobile device versus a desktop device um, and if we don't, can we get creative and presume maybe they did? And, and if we know that they're going to convert higher at the desktop level to remarket them on the desktop based on the video you, views,
2: you can absolutely get ninja like that. So now one clarifying thing is there is a different a way to view the insights. So the video viewers, the demographics that come from those viewers on your Facebook page under the insights tab And then there's a different way to view the paid impressions that you served. So that means in our example here with Nikki, we were serving up that first video as an ad. So we're going to be able to see those results in Ads Manager where we can break it down by device and we can understand how many people are seeing it on mobile, are seeing it on desktop, and then create a retargeting ad to... Maybe the webinar, they're also registering on mobile, but when it comes to investing in her program, they're converting on desktop. Then we can make decisions to say, okay, our first few interactions are going to happen on mobile, but the one when it comes to investing in the program is going to come from a desktop device.
0: Is there any little uh, pitfalls we should avoid when uh, doing uh, video retargeting?
2: Don't try and overcomplicate it off the bat. (laughs) There's so many ways that we can get ninja and segment and say, Hey, if you did this for five or 10 seconds, but didn't do this for 95 seconds, but did do this over here, but not that it gets really confusing fast. Hmm. And so as you're starting to test things, you want to go slow. You want to isolate each variable to understand, is it working your first video? Are people watching it? How long are they watching it for? Then put in your retargeting ad. Are people clicking the ad? What happens when they get to the landing page? What's the conversion rate? How many people are actually giving your email? Once you start isolating all of the variables that could happen, you understand what is working and what's not working so that you're not just spending a gajillion dollars trying to make this new theory that you heard on this podcast work. So I always recommend that people stop guessing and really focus on the results that they're getting to then tell them what's the next step to take. Don't get crazy complicated really fast. Start simple and then start layering in things as they work.
0: I would imagine in some cases, we're talking about pretty small audiences here. Um, Is there a you should make sure you have at least least this many people before you do this video retargeting or does that not matter? And what about like budgets and stuff like that?
2: So with the retargeting, the beauty is if you're spending money up front and it could be as little as $5 a day, video views right now on Facebook. So if you're creating a Facebook campaign and you set it to optimize for video views, you're telling Facebook it's really important that you get the most amount of views for your dollars. You can get views so cost effectively from fractions of a cent to 10 cents when your audience is really small and targeted. So since it's so easy to accumulate views, it's not actually really expensive to then start the retargeting process. So let's say you don't have thousands of dollars for your budget to test. You could start with something as simple as five, $10 a day on that video. And then people who are taking certain actions, heck you could retarget them for a dollar a day. As long as they're indicating that they're interested in what you do, they're interested in the content that you're putting out there it is valuable to take a small audience to that next step in the conversation. So believe it or not, we have some clients whose who's retargeting audience some days is zero, and then some days it shoots to only 27 people. But we'll still leave those ads running because when people do come into the pipeline, they're getting the exact information that we're wanting them to see.
0: So if I hear you properly, It is economical to get people to watch a video. It's more economical to get them to watch a video with a Facebook ad than it is to send them to your website, I'm imagining, right? Because they're staying on Facebook, generally speaking. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. And then
0: if we retarget those very same people that watch that video, the retargeting is also economical or is that dependent on what the action is that you're trying to get them to take?
2: In 99% of the tests that I've done, it is also economical to retarget people because they have that brand affinity now. They know who the heck you are. Right. They're going to pause a little bit longer because they're like, hey, I know that face. Or they might click off to register for a webinar or check out a sales page because they now have that relationship. So you're no longer just a stranger in the news feed trying to hawk them something. You're actually starting that relationship, which we know in social is so important, especially now as there is just more advertisers entering into the scene.
0: Okay, so now on uh, the live video side of things, obviously when we go live on Facebook, it doesn't start out as an ad, right? So um, uh, I would imagine is there anything that you've learned specifically about live video? Like, is it also economical? Because I would imagine what we've been talking, part of what we've been talking about is it's relatively economical to put a video ad out there and then to remarket to those who watch it. But in the case of live video, it's generally going out to your audience first, right? And then unless it's getting shared, you're not necessarily acquiring a new audience with live video, but does the strategy at all change? Do you download that video and make that recording into an ad in order to acquire new people? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that.
2: You absolutely could download it and you could take it and even repurpose it into little bite-sized snippets of it to get the main points across. But what we do is actually just amplify the Facebook Live. So it already has the social proof there. It already has the reactions, comments, and shares. And one thing that I do recommend that my clients who have Facebook Live shows is to actually Uh, we call it syndicating. So think like old school Casey Kasem on like American top 40. He broadcasts from one radio station, but it was syndicated out across North America. And so we just use syndication as a fancy term for sharing. So if you have a Facebook group and a personal page that has a similar and relevant audience, when you go live, maybe it's not you that shares it, but maybe it's somebody on your team that says, Hey, look, we're live. Come join us. So now in the timeline, instead of just having that one entry point to the video, if you had shared it out two places, it now has two.
0: And it groups so, it groups all those viewers into one bucket for, for retargeting. Is that correct?
2: Exactly. Anyone on the shares who sees it within three seconds or more goes into that audience as well. So I highly recommend if you are going live, ask your live audience, hey, if this is something that would be relevant to you, your friends, your audience, please share. And with that sharing, you're just giving that Facebook algorithm more cues that your content's relevant. And why this is important with Facebook ads is because the more relevant our content is, the less it's going to cost us to get in front of eyeballs because Facebook's going to reward you for that relevancy.
0: So do you recommend rather than Um, let's say you went live and you have a show every week like we do, rather than putting money behind the live show when it's done to simply get more people to watch the live show instead, perhaps consider, uh, incentivizing those who've watched the live show to maybe get on our email list to get notified when the next live show comes out or something like that. Right. And then maybe we can communicate them eventually with other offers. Would that be a strategy perhaps that you might recommend?
2: Absolutely. So but the first thing that I would do would be set up a retargeting ad and a retargeting ad that leads them to some type of sales process down the line so that you can see what is the monetary ROI of that retargeting ad. And the reason that I say monetary and not just relationship building is because If you can prove a positive ROI, meaning for every dollar that you're spending with your Facebook retargeting, if that's equating to more than a dollar, that is indicating that this might be a Facebook live that you can put out to a bigger audience, that you can put some ad spend behind because the people that are watching it are converting to your email list, getting into your sales funnel and ultimately becoming customers. So if that, if that retargeting ad is working and you're showing positive return on your ad spend, I then go back and do the second step, which is amplify that live video in the live video format. So, you know, with all of the audience interaction to a larger audience that doesn't necessarily know you yet.
0: Well, it's my great hope that some people like their synapses are firing in 10,000 different directions and saying, wow, you just totally (laughs) opened my mind to something I've never even considered before, which is all the possible scenarios that you can do just by targeting people who have watched a video, whether it be live or uploaded on Facebook. So I'm stoked. I'm all of a sudden thinking about all sorts of creative things that we can do on our end. Um, Bond. (laughs) Why don't you tell people where they can discover more about you and all the great stuff you've got going on?
2: Sure. Well, normally people on a podcast would give you a place to opt into your email. But since we've been talking all about video ads, I'm actually going to send you over to my Facebook page and you can find that at facebook.com slash the ad strategist. And once you're there, if you watch an episode of my live show, which is conveniently called breakfast wine with bond, you'll get into that retargeting audience where you'll see more of my content geared towards whatever that topic was in the live show.
0: So that was facebook.com slash the ad strategist. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Amanda Bond, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode and bringing all your ninja knowledge to us.
2: Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for letting me nerd out over this because it's so fun to get creative with this and really nurture that audience to the next level.
0: Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. If you didn't quite track it all, check out our show notes, socialmediaexaminer.com slash 253 stands for episode 253. Also, never miss a future episode of this podcast by making sure you subscribe to it on your favorite podcast player. And I hope to see you next week. We've got an amazing lineup of episodes coming. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week, I promise.